Greetings in Jesus' name. I'm Bishop Chester Wright, and this is the video teaching series, God's Love for Us. And this is lesson number 17, the four dimensions of God's uh, of his love, of the love of God. Now, again, as I've said in earlier lessons, if I was putting this together, uh, I might not have put this here. I might have put it much earlier. But after the last few lessons, this kind of brings a, not a summary because it's not the last lesson of this series, but it just kind of brings a, a big picture focus. And so let's look at this. We've already used these verses in teaching in this series, but uh, I, here's this, uh, I promised when we taught that we were going to really focus on this uh, one verse, uh, verse 18. So we're, I'm going to read the entire context. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. <coughs> Sorry. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. We're going to focus uh, in this lesson uh, just for a little bit on the on verse eighteen. I'll read verse seventeen with it first. Uh, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, comma, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And if you uh, look at the Greek there, that word comprehend is also, it also uh, talks about being able to apprehend. In fact, let me read uh, those verses 16 through 19 from the uh, translation of the Bible called the expanded translation. It is similar in concept to the, uh, the amplified version. So here's the expanded Bible, Ephesians 3, 16. Not expanded meaning they added to the word but that they, they had places where they, they, in, in brackets, they put, uh, if you, if you see that Bible, in brackets, they put explanations of the words, of some of the words for greater comprehension of what the, the Greek word behind the English really means. So here it is. Uh, Ephesians 3.16 from the expanded Bible. I asked the Father in his great glory, or from the treasures of his glory, or out of his glorious riches to give you the power to be strong inwardly in the inner person through the spirit. I pray that Christ will live, make his home in your hearts by faith and that your life will be strong in love and built, be built on love, rooted and grounded in love, literally. And I pray that you and all God's holy people, the saints will have the power to understand. And here it is comprehend or grasp the greatness of God's of Christ's love, how wide, how long, 
how high and how deep that love is. God's love is greater than anyone can ever know beyond comprehension and knowledge. But I pray that you will be able to know that love. Then you can be filled with the fullness of God. Now, it is not possible in the scope of this one lesson that the target is to be somewhere around 30 minutes to go into these four dimensions of the love of God. But we're going to touch on them and hopefully this will sow a seed in your heart and spirit that you will want to pursue uh, both prayer and study so that God can explain these things to you for yourself. That's the purpose. That's the purpose of all the teaching I do, is to plant seeds that you will cultivate and through prayer and study that God will take these things and expand them to you and make them yours. It is fine with me if you don't even remember who the seed sower was. Because it's not my word in the first place. It's not my seed. I'm just an instrument or a conduit to sow that seed. And it is, this verse tells us clearly, it is the will of God. Paul prayed earnestly that we would let the Spirit of God enable us to not only understand, but to, to really comprehend or apprehend uh, these the, the the dimensions of God's love. So he says uh, that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth. The breadth is right and left. Okay, breadth is in our life is everything from one side of extreme of our lives to the other extreme of, of our lives. That the love of God in our lives covers everything going on in our life at present, present tense, all from one extreme to the other. As far as the bad goes, as far as the good goes, the love of God covers all of that. The love of God covers all of that. The love of God influences all of that. There's nothing going on in our lives that the love of God is not able to help us receive and not only survive, but thrive in. No matter, no matter how bad things are going one direction in the breadth. No matter how good things are in the other direction of the breadth of the love of God. God's love is able to help me survive and thrive. You say, well, why does he need to help us with uh, all the good? Solomon, the wise man, prayed this way. Don't let me be so poor that I'm hungry and curse you. And don't let me be so rich that I'm full and forget you. Sometimes it's a lot harder to, to be faithful to God and love God and give yourself to God when everything's going your way than it is when it's not. Because unless I get angry with God and turn away from God, no matter how bad things get, 
I, 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 it's going to compel me to pray. I need God. This is beyond me. There's not a thing I can do about this. Well, there's not a thing I can do about anything, but in learning that without him I can do nothing, uh, if it's not all that bad, I may try. But when it's, when it's beyond anything I can do, the love of God is there to help me with that. But just as important, no matter how good things get, I never stop needing God. And the love of God is there to help me understand that. No matter how much. Now, let's talk about the, uh, the length of love. The length of love goes as far backward as it needs to go to help me know I'm loved in my past, in my parents' past, in their parents' past. Because each of us is a product of what we've gone through, and unless we let God help us with that, and not just forgive, but heal or help us forgive, we pass on our shame. We pass on our problems to our kids. We may not want to do that, but we can't help ourselves because the commandment is that we love, uh, we, we, we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Well, that's true good, but it's also true bad. If I don't like myself, I can't love you. If I'm not at peace with my stuff, I, myself, I can't be at peace with you. If I can't let the Lord forgive me for help me to forgive myself by His grace of all the stuff I blame myself for, I, I, I'm not going to be able to forgive you. I'm going to love you like I love myself, good or bad. Well, the problem is this: the principle is I'm going to uh, I'm going to pass that on, and. Not going all the way back, but every set of parents pass their problems on to their kids. And without the blood of Jesus Christ and the new birth, you, 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 kids live their lives trying to overcome the stuff their parents put in them. I don't care how much you love your kid. You say you love your child. You're going to pass on to that child the good and bad in you. The only way it would happen is if somebody totally took that child from you at birth and raised them separate from you. But the problem is whoever's raising them is going to pass on their good and bad to them too. And that's the way it works. And that's why we've got a heavenly father and a heavenly mother, the church. <laughs> and uh, that's why we are born again into that family because we want our father and mother putting in all that good stuff into us directly from God. Now, I'm not black blaming anybody. I, I've done it. I watch stuff my sons struggle with and I know where they got it from. I know where they got it from. I passed it on to them. Did I want to? No. But I couldn't help myself. Without God, I did it. And I passed stuff on to them that I didn't understand. And it was later in my walk with God that he showed me what was going on. And I got help with it. But what about all the damage I did before that time? And you say, well, that's pretty depressing. Yes, it is. 
except there's something called the love of God. And it is the love of God, the, the length of the love of God, that can go all the way back to the past, back past generations, and generations matter. You read what the Word of God says about how many generations forward that we pass the blessing or the curse. Read that. It's in the book. Generations can't help but pass on the blessing or the curse to the next generation. And the only way that generation can be free from the curse of that previous generation is to come to God. Or the only way that that generation can be free from the blessing from that generation is walk away from God. But, you know, how many times have we heard the story of the poor person that just worked hard and came out of that and had an idea or something and an opportunity came and they took advantage of it and they went from poor to rich. Well, their kids didn't have that experience. So those kids are, are raised with all of that increase without any of the work to get there. Now, that's their trial. You say, well, I'd like to have that kind of trial. It is a trial. Or if somebody was wealthy and then something happened, either their fault or not their fault, and they lost all of that. Well, their children now have to deal with the shame of being known as having goods that they now don't have all through no fault of their own. The love of God is the only thing that can reach that far back and give any one of us individually hope of not being what we shouldn't be or not taking for granted that which we didn't earn and provide. So that we can know God for ourselves without either the baggage or the blessing becoming a negative thing to us. Now, obviously, if we pass on the blessing, hopefully that person, our child, will take that blessing and go beyond. I had people ask me uh, several years ago, what if your sons outdo you in the ministry? I'm going to feel like a success as a parent and as a child of God and as their pastor and as their bishop. You want them to outdo you? Absolutely I want them to outdo me. Because every generation starts with what the previous generation gained by experience. They start with that being their foundation. My sons know things that were taught to them. I had to learn only by experience. Now, what they do with what they're taught, that's their choice. And that's where we take personal responsibility and we can't blame everything on the past and we don't have to give all the credit that we, of what we are on the past because I've got to decide what's going to happen in my life. But the love of God is what takes all of that negative or positive, either one, and turns it into something that will glorify God and be a blessing to me ultimately. Now, I didn't know this. I didn't know this till I got married. Was getting married. But my mother went through a very shameful thing. Uh, wasn't any fault of her own. 
it was during the war, World War II, and she met a guy and fell in love and married him. Got married. They lived together while he was stationed. She was working on the Naval Air Station in Pensacola. And while she was living there, uh, working there, she met this sailor. And, uh, you know, it was World War II, and you didn't have long courtships. And so they got married, and they lived together as husband and wife for six months, a year, whatever. Then he got transferred. Well, they have this thing in the military for your dependent families called an allotment. And they, the decision can be made that rather than the service member taking their entire pay, they can allot a certain portion of that pay directly to their dependents, and the government gives them that check rather than you getting your pay and having to write a check to them and all that. Well, she goes down to a file for her allotment as the this guy's wife, and she's told uh, he's already got a wife. So she thought she was married. She had no reason to believe she wasn't married. She had no reason to believe she wasn't this guy's wife. Well, he was a bigamist because he married her. But the government only recognized that first marriage. And that did major, major damage to her. And even when long before I knew about shame, uh, I recognized the symptoms of it because I knew it was, you know, she was one of those people that tried hard to be a Christian and she worked hard to be good. But she passed that on to me. She didn't intend to. She didn't mean to. I don't blame her. She couldn't help herself. Wasn't her fault. Just life, the way it is. And I get to be bitter over that or I get to let that make me better. And so what happened was, of course, the Lord delivered me of that shame and the stuff that happened to me that brought shame. And I've been able to teach shame and pray for people for shame for since 1984. And uh, there's teachings on uh, Apostolic Iron YouTube channel and on Bible with the Bishop YouTube channel right now on shame. That all came from my experience, but ultimately it was birthed in her experience. And her reaction to what was done to me was based on her shame. And she shamed me. That wasn't her intent. She loved me. She was upset over what was being done to me. But I didn't understand that at five years old. I didn't understand it. And so the point I'm making to you, the love of God is what brought all, brought me through all that, made me whole, delivered me of that. Well, the length of the love of God doesn't always go, doesn't only go all the way back. The length of the love of God goes all the way forward. I don't have to fear anything in the future if I let God love me, if I receive his love for me and respond the way that he wants me to in loving him through obeying him and walking with him and growing a relationship with him, I don't have to worry about anything in my future. Nothing. Everything in the future is in the hands of the loving God who is in charge of me. Now, again, if uh, if the Lord tarries, one of these days either my wife or I are going to die first. Now, it might be very selfish to say that if if uh, if she's going to die, I'd just soon die with her. Now, 
she'd probably do okay. She'd survive if I died first. She's strong. But I'm helpless. <laughs> I'm helpless. Uh, I depend on Jesus uh, to live, be able to live and, and live in this spiritual dimension. But she takes care of a lot of the natural stuff that would take away from my, my ability to stay in tune like this. And she's good at it. And I'm spoiled rotten when it comes to the natural stuff. Because she is sharp. She is smart. She is capable, and she takes care of all that. Well, hopefully, I'm a, as much of a blessing to her as she is to me. But you, I don't know what the future holds. But I know who holds the future. And his love goes as far as it can get. Now, third dimension is the depth. There is no part of me, no part of my subconscious man, no part of my uh, inner man, nothing in me that is so deep that the love of God can't reach, either positively or dealing with the negative. There is no negative in me he can't deal with and help and heal, and there is no positive in me that he can't Keep me in him so that he gets all the glory for it and I don't take the glory. There is nothing in me so deep that his love can't reach. Nothing. Nothing. I don't have to fear there being anything about me that his love can't either fix or Give me the grace to live with in this life. His love is that powerful. And then finally, the height. Nazareth's pretty obvious, isn't it? The height of his love is as high as God is. And since God fills the universe, the love of God is that high. And since the universe is in God, God's in the universe, but God, the universe is in God. And since God is love, there is no limit to the height of his love for me, to me, with me, through me. Because the height of God's love is God. And there is no limit to God. And so, this is very simple. And, 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 uh, you know, in each one of these, you could go into great depth and detail in each one of these. But in this lesson, I've done what I feel to do. This is what God wants us to do. This is it. But the closing verse, and these are some of these, these verses just challenge me in my spirit and in my mind. They just, they're just so big. These are so big. Romans 11. 33 through 36. And while the word love is not really in these verses, these verses are ultimately about God and God is love. So they're about the love of God. So here are these. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments 
and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Oh, the depth of the riches. Oh, the extent, the vastness of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, therefore of the love of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. You know what that means? It doesn't matter how long I live here. If I'm bored with uh, God, what I'm really bored with is religion and I don't know God. You can't get bored with God. Someone who could say, let there be light or speak the universe into existence. You can get bored fellowshipping with him. No, if you're bored, you don't know God. I don't care how much you go to church. If you're bored, you don't know God. Because if you know God, it is impossible to get bored in a relationship with God. Impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible to exhaust the vastness and the wonderfulness and the blessing of the love of God. It's impossible to know everything there is you can know about the love of God because it's impossible to know everything you can know about God. Impossible. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways as high as the heaven is above the earth. And how high is that? You go past the atmosphere. You go into the universe. We can't even measure the universe right now, even though it is measurable. We're just not able to do it yet. But knowing that the universe is in God, you just can't get there. You can't get there. That's how vast our God is. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would let the Spirit of God and the Word of God expand, expand God to you. It's not making Him bigger than He is, but making God to you. Bigger than it is, than he is. And the love of God to you, much bigger than it is. So that you can be motivated to seek him. Rather than putting in your time. Fulfilling your obligation of prayer or study. That you would pursue God and find out how limitless he is and how exciting it is to fellowship with him and to be the conduit and be the conduit that he flows through again. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. And since God is not limited, Neither one of those two parts of the path of life are limited. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, receive this revelation and motivation from him. Amen. God bless you.